president has put out and been very transparent in the information he provided. So you're not winning the trust battle, are you, out there on this? Was Germany prepared? Was anyone prepared? Was China prepared? This week, Conflict Zone is back on air, and like many millions of people around the world, we too are social distancing. While we won't be able to interview people face to face, we can still record via the internet and try to bring you the best possible quality with that. So according to current figures, the US has been the country worst hit by the coronavirus. The infection rates have skyrocketed relative to other countries around the world. My guest this week from Washington is the Republican National Party spokesperson, Elizabeth Harrington. Could President Trump have done far more than he did to stop this virus, both at home and abroad? Elizabeth Harrington, welcome to Conflict Zone. Thank you for having me. You said on April the 19th that the president has moved with record speed to combat the coronavirus and bring relief to hardworking Americans. But there's been no record speed on testing for the virus, has there? Despite all the false assurances that have come from the White House. We had this from your own governor, Larry Hogan from Maryland, who said the president's claim that states have enough tests to reopen is just absolutely false. Why is the president putting out false information? Well, that's not true. The president has put out and been very transparent in the information he provided in the task force briefing just yesterday. He showed the 5,000 different places, locations across this country where testing is available and ready to be used by governors across our great nation. And if you look at the speed at which President Trump has acted, it's been unprecedented. This is an amazing, unprecedented situation. But at every step of the way, President Trump has made bold, early decisions where naysayers ridiculed him and accused him of being xenophobic. Uh, the World Health Organization said it would only bring stigma and wouldn't save lives with travel restrictions. Well, President Trump's been proven correct. And as Dr. Fauci has said numerous times, those travel restrictions in the very beginning did save lives. And when it comes to testing, Right now, we have 93% of Americans are within 10 miles of a testing location. That's an unprecedented achievement in a very short amount of time when you think about what the CDC infrastructure had in place with a broken system that really just wouldn't have been feasible for any, uh, any type of virus that like this that we're facing right now. And the way we've been able to waive regulations, get the private sector involved, to have more capacity per capita, more testing in New York City uh, by 64% than South Korea had. That's a, an amazing achievement and done in a matter of weeks uh, that's very impressive. So the governors like Larry Hogan and uh, other Republican governors, Mike DeWine from Ohio, for instance, um, he says that states simply cannot find the materials and reagents to expand their testing capacity. Um, and, and Larry Hogan himself, absolutely false, he says the president's claims are. So they don't know what they're talking about. Is that right? It's a you lack know? of 
it's a lack of communication on their part. It is, we're talking about ramping up something that's un, unbelievable in a, in a very quick amount of time. And you're talking about China that was a net uh, exporter of PPE uh, before this pandemic. And then suddenly when they were hiding the truth from the world, what did they do? They became a net importer of PPE and have been hoarding that. So it has been a challenge across the world to get the needed supplies and medical devices that we needed. And if you've been watching the task force briefings, the task force has been explaining at the very beginning, there was only one place to get swabs that we could use for tests. And that was from uh, a factory in Northern Italy where they had obviously issues of their own. So it has been, there have been challenges along the way, but the uh, really unprecedented way to get the private sector involved. Uh, the task force talked yesterday about a company that was making Q-tips is now changing what they do to make swabs to get states the resources they need. And look, by and large, the administration has worked very well with these governors of both political parties, and they've really come together to deliver for the American people. No one has gone without a ventilator that needed one. We had the Army Corps of Engineers building up hospitals of 1,200 beds in a matter of days, beds that we thankfully did not need in New York City. So by and large, this has been a phenomenal achievement and all hands on deck working with the private sector to deliver the supplies that we need in a fast way. Well, you say that, but March the 7th, Mr. Trump told the country, tests were available to everyone. Anybody that needs a test gets a test. They're there. They have the tests and the tests are beautiful except that it was left to Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, to come clean on March the 12th and tell the nation what the president wouldn't tell them, that the US was still not providing adequate testing for the virus. It's failing, he said. Let's admit it. He said this to Congress. The idea of anybody getting testing easily, the way people in other countries are doing it, we're not set up for that. I think it should be but we're not. That's in direct contradiction to what you've been telling me, isn't it? No, it's not. If you look, you're, you can go back in time and try to rewrite history with facts you have now, but the facts at the time when he was at the CDC in Atlanta, how many cases did we have in the United States? A very low number. So when you're talking about anyone who needed a test, need, that was available. And of course, Dr. Fauci has talked about this numerous times. You know what the problem was with testing at the very outset was that government did not have the capability for a nationwide test. Uh, we had to go to the private sector. And when we got the private sector involved, that's led us to become the world leader in testing. So it's very convenient for people to go back and rewrite history, but the facts at the time, in early March, when we had a very limited number of cases, we were able to test people, send it to the CDC, and get those results back. But guess what? As the crisis changed, as the problem adapted, we adapted, and we waived unnecessary onerous regulation that required states to send all of their testing to be testing at the CDC. That wasn't feasible, but guess what? That was 
what the regulations forced us to do by waiving that and by working with the FDA and listening to what Dr. Burks has said, she's spent a lifetime in government service. She's never seen an administration be able to talk to the doctors and private companies on the front lines, what they need, and then saying there's this roadblock because government is in the way with this regulation and this administration has stepped up and gotten those people on the front lines the resources they need. You say that this isn't a question of rewriting history. This is recording what people said at the time. And within five days of each other, uh, Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said something completely different from the president, namely that the testing is failing. And, and that's in direct contradiction to what Mr. Trump had said five days earlier. We're totally prepared. He wasn't. The U.S. wasn't totally prepared for this, was it? You, you yourself have admitted you weren't prepared for it because you didn't know it was going to happen. Was Germany prepared? Was anyone prepared? Was China prepared? And this is this is a ridiculous uh, hindsight rewriting of history because the fact of the matter is, when he was at the CDC meeting with the experts who were leading this response, this situation changes a lot in five days. You know that. Everyone knows that when you have cases all of a sudden doubling, uh, of course, the situation changes. But the fact remains, we've taken a system that was not able to process the types of capabilities that we need. And we've turned it around in a matter of weeks. And it's an impressive accomplishment. And the U.S. is now the world leader in testing. And again, let's quote Dr. Fauci. What did he say on Friday? Testing is important, but it's not everything. And so the media to rewrite history and now after they failed to get President Trump and say, we don't have enough ventilators and he's you know, being reckless by not giving New York City 30,000 when that was nowhere near what we needed. Now they're saying testing, 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 we don't have enough. Well, the fact remains, testing is important we have the capability to reopen our country, but what good does a test say today that you're negative and then tomorrow you contract the virus? It's just the media is using this to attack the president when it's completely uncalled for and they're completely rewriting history. I his own team. You have Dr. Fauci saying- He was not attacking the president. He said if you had a process that was ongoing and you started mitigation earlier, you could have saved lives. But he noted there was a lot of pushback about shutting things early in the outbreak. That's, that's really, that is not, guess what? Dr. Fauci clarified those comments because it was a gotcha question, a hypothetical by CNN. Guess what he said the next day? You are misinterpreting what I said. Of course, a hypothetical, of course you can go back and say, if we would have done this or we would have done that. You know what Dr. Fauci said? Every step of the way, when we recommended mitigation, when President Trump said, okay, when, when, when. So that is when President Trump said, let's do 15 days to slow the spread. That's when President Trump said, okay, let's do 30 more days to slow the spread. So you are totally taking Dr. Fauci out of context. It's not accurate. And he cleared this up for everyone to say, and the media attacked him for it. 
And the media said, are you being forced to say this? Really denigrating the integrity of Dr. Fauci. And I think it's really irresponsible for people in the media to continue try to use people who are working 24 hours a day on this to try to say they have bad ill motives. They have done an incredible job all working together. When the recommendations were presented to President Trump, he took them. And, you know, ask Nancy Pelosi, what was she doing in February? She was saying, come to Chinatown. Well, she she wasn't taking China this seriously. Oh, she should have been in Congress giving relief to Americans, and she's still holding it up. So don't tell me that Republicans and President Trump haven't acted immediately and haven't taken this seriously when we've seen delay after delay after delay from Democrats in Congress. How helpful was it, Elizabeth Harrington, to cut the funding for U.S. public health staff operating inside China by two-thirds, reducing their numbers from 47 people in January 2017 to 14 by 29, thereby removing a substantial number of the vital eyes and ears installed in China that could have told you that this epidemic was breaking out? How helpful. China, China did not help us whatsoever, so it wouldn't have really made a difference about who was on the ground. They kicked out journalists. They kicked out, they uh, disappeared doctors who were sounding the alarm. They, along with their allies in the corrupt World Health Organization, hid the truth about the virus for over a month, for six or seven weeks, and allowed tra people to travel outside of China when they restricted travel inside their own country. Uh, it, it's amazing that they're trying to shift the blame to the United States of America when China, because of their corruption, because of their secrecy, because of their deceit, the entire world is suffering because of that lack of transparency and then lying in the World Health Organization saying yeah, in January 14th that there's no human to human transmission of the virus. That was a disgusting lie that has caused millions of people their livelihoods. The, the funding for U.S. public... That's accurate. I, I haven't seen the specifics of that fact, but Democrats in the media have been falsely accusing the president of cutting the CDC budget uh, and everything else. And that's just not true. So I haven't seen those details. And I, I would suspect that this is not accurate as well. But what good would it do when China is kicking out journalists? China is not, not sharing the information with us. China epidemiologist was impossible for this transmission to humans. You had an epidemiologist who was actually inside China's own disease control agency, and the funding for that was cut last year. A beggar's belief, doesn't it? I don't think the funding was cut. I just don't that I don't think that's accurate. So when Trump says, "I wish I could," they could have told us earlier what was going on inside China. Well, he don't could have. He could <laughs> yes, have. Couldn't have. No, do, do American scientists control what chi Chinese labs are telling uh, the world? It's just amazing that you're trying to blame America for something that China, they are the ones who hid the truth about this virus and let it escape and unleash around the world. And it's, it's caused an uh, incredible amount of pain for not just the United States, but the entire world. And it's shameful. And we need to get to the bottom of it. 
Uh, and China needs to be open and honest about what exactly was going on because their lies have really caused just a tremendous global global economic uh, plight, uh, the amount of lives lost, and it's a direct result of a communist regime covering up their failures and not being honest with the world. It's certainly not a fault uh, of America. You said you didn't know this was going to happen. The intelligence community's worldwide threat assessment in 2019 said we assess that the United States and the world will remain vulnerable to the next flu pandemic or large-scale outbreak of a contagious disease that could lead to massive rates of death and disability and severely affect the world economy. Turns out to have been pretty accurate, doesn't it? But in 2018, you also closed the Global Health Security Office at the National Security Council, a body whose main job was to prepare for and prevent the kind of pandemic that we're seeing now. That is not true. <laughs> that is false. Ask Tim Morrison, who headed that interagency in the National Security Council. Ask him, because he was in charge of it, and just and he didn't close it. They were working on this at the National Security Council. Of course, they were concerned about the potential problem. Uh, but, you know, what was what was the other aspects of the intelligence community? What, what were they what were they warning about in, in early January? I, I, I tend to remember it was all about Ukraine and pretending that Ukraine not momentarily pausing aid to Ukraine was our biggest national security threat. How laughable that was then, and it's certainly laughable now, what the Democrats did, wasting our time. You know what Adam Schiff no did in the intelligence, intelligence community? community? When Adam Schiff, even when he was still in the minority, and Representative Devin Nunes was trying to hold a hearing on the threat posed by China, Adam Schiff hijacked those hearings to talk about Russia. So. Democrats, it's very rich that they're leakers in the intelligence committee uh, community who've been talking about Ukraine and Russia for months are suddenly now trying to rewrite the script and pretend they were actually warning about a coming pandemic. It is laughable. Now your intelligence service, it was in the it was in the 2019 threat assessment, worldwide threat assessment. It's there. What was done about it in response to the worldwide threat assessment? You know what was done? <laughs> President Trump signed an executive order. President Trump signed an executive order last summer that incentivized government to buy America, American, to bring our core manufacturing, so we're not dependent on China for the supply chain. So we're not dependent for their medicines. That is uh, what the president has been working on since day one, and of course that will put us in a better position. And if anything that happens. And when we get to the other side of this awful pandemic, what will happen is we're going to continue to bring back that core manufacturing. We're going to continue to put America first and we're going to meet the challenges ahead. It's ridiculous to try to rewrite history and pretend that the intelligence community that has been leaking and lying about President Trump using Talk about disinformation, using disinformation from fake Russian sources to try to sabotage President Trump before he got into office. And ever since, they're trying to rewrite the script now and say, oh, really, they were all He actually said, I don't think that Russia would have been responsible for this. He, he gave them a clean bill of health, didn't he? He said he believed President Putin. He, he looked into his eyes. He believed what he said. 
when Putin had denied any involvement in hacking into American system, Trump believed him. He gave him a free pass. (laughs) Democrats in the media are giving themselves a free pass for literally publishing Russian disinformation for over three years. Because guess what? Hillary Clinton's dossier was a bunch of lies. They knew it was a bunch of lies. And guess, oh, they didn't care. They leaked it anyway, tried to legitimize a false narrative against the president, making Russia way more uh, impressive than they clearly are. This hysterical narrative about collusion that was always a lie. And it's really it's really disgusting that now, after wasting three years of media attention and vet endless investigations, taxpayer hard-earned taxpayer dollars on this madness, now they're trying to say, uh, oh, we actually were wor- warning about a pandemic. Give me a break. Adam Schiff didn't hold any hearings on China, which everyone knew was the actual real threat, not and, Russia. And, and, and President China. Trump and the administration are just perfect. They didn't make any mistakes at all. Never admit, never apologize. It's all perfect, is it? This is what you're telling me? You look at you look at the results. You look at the results and you look at the moves they've made. They have adapted, they've made the best decisions possible with the information at the time. And it has put us in an incredible position, uh, much better than many other countries in the rest of the world yeah, because of President Trump's leadership. Almost 800,000 confirmed cases, about four times more than the next highest number. Oh, I guess you believe China's numbers too, right? You love communist China's regime uh, that is clearly suppressing oh, their look the figures from the propaganda. It's Chinese, it's communist Chinese propaganda, their numbers, and they want the world to blame America for their own pandemic that they unleashed on the world. So you're doing the work of communists in China, but please go on, use their numbers. Well, more and more people don't believe the president anymore on what he said about the coronavirus, do they? Latest NBC Wall Street Journal poll, only 36% of respondents in the poll say they generally trust what Trump has said. But 52% say they don't trust him. So you're not winning the trust battle, are you, out there on this? Millions of people lost their jobs. Millions are under lockdown. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna politicize it and say that it's President Trump's fault for shutting. So which is it? Should he have shut down the economy, or should we not have shut down the economy? Did he act too slow? Was he racist, or did he act too early? Please, which is it? Because no matter what I say, you'll say President Trump is just the worst person to ever have lived. So give me a break. Give me a break. You're, you're That's what you're implying. You're implying that we've done that. It's our fault when a communist regime unleashed a pandemic. Their cover-up unleashed a pandemic on the world that the entire world, including Germany, is having to clean up. So President Trump has done an amazing job dealing with this. And you're going to try to use hurting jobless Americans against him? In January, in January, he was cheerleading for the Chinese. He said China's been working very hard to contain the virus. The U.S. greatly appreciates their efforts and transparency. Yeah, China was lying to us at the time. Yeah, and it was also Obama's fault that you didn't have a test. Is that right? That's true, too? <laughs> well, it was, certainly was Obama, it was certainly Obama and Biden's fault that the stockpile of N95 masks were depleted. Would you agree with that? 
it's not up to me to agree or disagree with it. He, oh, said, uh, he said many times he'd inherited a broken bag. It's all those facts. It's convenient that the Obama-Biden administration, which, if, as you claim, everyone knew this pandemic was coming, why did they leave us completely empty with the stockpiles of masks and other critical supplies? They knew that in 2009. There's a hearing with then Secretary Health and Human Service Secretary Kathleen Sebelius where she acknowledged that the stockpiles were empty. She acknowledged that all of our medical supplies were empty. They had eight years and they never did a single thing to refill that stockpile. So actually it is a problem. It is a failure. It's a failure of government bureaucracies and onerous re regulations that have gotten that have gotten in the way for far too long. President Trump wisely has unleashed the private sector, gotten rid of these owners regulations, working in conjunction with the FDA, with the CDC to get Americans the resources they need. It's been it has been an incredible achievement. And, okay. you know, right. Monday morning quarterback, everything you want. But the fact remains, President Trump is up there every single day answering every single question, being transparent, unlike the communists in China, being okay. Honest and right, open with American people can judge for themselves. We have to leave it there. Thank you very much for being on Conflict Zone. Thank, Thank you. you.